All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. We have a, another special guest with us today. We have Christian Engel from the Capital Area YMCA. Christian, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Brandon? Um, it's, it's, it's hot. It's really <laughs> it's stinking hot. You know? Hot and wet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hot, wet, humid. It's South Louisiana. You yes. Know? yes, So we're is. about to hit July. So yeah. Yeah. At least tell me what's... Is it the first day? First day, June 22nd. Summer solstice, is that what they call it or something like that? That's right. Well, that's scary because I thought every year, I swear, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. That's right. right. I don't know. So so tell me, how long, for anybody to know, how long have you been over at the Y? So I have been with the YMCA for 31 years, but I have been in Baton Rouge now just over four. So May 1st was actually four years. There you go. So yeah. Yeah. we're uh, our publications are 31 years. So ah, you've been you at the Y as long as we've been you yeah. know, talking to families. I like so. it. That's a, that's a young magazine then. Yeah, very young. <laughs> very infancy. That's right. That's uh, right. Celebrating the uh, 11th anniversary of our 20th year. So uh, That's awesome. I love it. That's right. So so tell me, what's going on over at the, uh, at the Y these days? Like, yeah, so... New? Yeah, well, you know what? It's just kind of all the craziness right now. I mean, we're uh, so excited, one, just to kind of be reopened and kind of have everything kind of getting back to normal. Uh, our members are coming back. We're getting a lot of new members as well. You know, I think people are really beginning to engage in our health and, and kind of having a better perspective of what that means. Um, you know, our swim lessons have exploded. Our youth sports programs are, are growing every day, which is kind of exciting for us. You know, it's just more kids that we can serve as well. And then, um, you know, we just recently announced a new initiative around um, foster care families. So we're really excited about that one as well. I did hear something about that. I wanted to talk. So what, what is this foster initiative you know, yeah. that goes on? I read, I read the highlights, but yep. I figured yep. I could get it straight from, you know, the source. Yeah. So we started this conversation even pre-COVID. And then, of course, you know, with all the craziness of COVID, it kind of uh, kind of tamped down and then we're kind of bringing it back up. But We've been in conversations with DCFS for uh, a couple of years on how we can better support them and support families and their systems. And I think the big catalyst for us was we wanted to make sure that, you know, as with everything we do, but we really want to make sure that children and families have access to all the same things that every other family has access to, regardless of their ability to afford it. And, uh, and I think that's what really sets us apart in a sense of being a facility that does health and wellness and youth sports programming, but we're also a 501c3 charitable organization. And so we do a lot of fundraising and a lot of initiatives around supporting families. And we kind of looked at this and said, you know what, here's a group of families and a group of children who are either children who are in very unique situations or um, grandparents who have now taken on raising their children and have you know, gone through the foster care system for that. Um, and just really looking at how can we support those youth and how can we support those families? And for us, uh, the easiest way to do that was to help them financially. So we've raised, raised a few dollars, which is allowing us to provide some significant scholarships and financial assistance. So, you know, that these kids can get access to swim lessons, they can get access to youth sports programming, um, they can come to summer camp. Um, and then even as a family, if they want, they can join the Y at a reduced cost as well. Um, and all of that was really about trying to, again, trying to create some of that normalcy for kids that don't really have that normalcy in their everyday life right now. No, I can imagine that's, and that's the key, right? It's 
you know, kids need that structure. They need normal. And I don't think anybody, I think I can maybe get a twinge that maybe normal, you know, is, is it going to come back? I don't know, but I can only, you know, I watched my, I couldn't tell you, it got sad. I saw it the first time my daughter, she's 13 now, but she had an iPad in the middle of, you know, this kind of pandemic. It was like leaned up against the wall and she was on the floor and she was playing cards with somebody, you know, that was, and I'm like, yeah, it's not normal. It's not right. You need to go see, you know, like, where's your friend? And I bring it up just because I've just recently, just in the last probably 48 hours, I've had to go, you know, I'll kind of go sit and I'm like, Hey, what, you going to a friend or you have a friend that can come over? Do I need to go pick one up? You know? And she's like, no, I'm talking to him. And it's, yeah real quick if they kind of digressed back into some of this kind of even with the school year you know just they're used to being alone and just talking you know there to where i think if you can get them into a sports program or some of these swim lessons that it's got to make an impact in their life at the end yeah and i think you know i think we we sometimes i think we devalue the impact of camp and and it's or even just swim lessons and sports i mean it's so much more beyond just the activity or giving mom and dad a break. I mean, in reality, um, it's, you know, it's social interaction. Um, it addresses all of the social and emotional issues that we talk about with kids today anyways. Um, and it just creates that environment for them to be able to engage with people face to face. And again, and then again, just even learning how to deal with, you know, difficulties or to have fun with another kid versus doing it all virtually or doing it with the same kids in our neighborhood that, you know, you get that, perspective now being around so many other different children than you are. Um, and I just think that's important for all kids as they're getting that growing up. I mean, you and I got it growing up as kids. Um, and then so many parents or families, um, as they had children kind of became this protective group. And I do think we're now starting to see a new population of families that are coming out that really want their kids kind of engaged in their, in their communities and activities. And I know we're seeing that with registrations, um, I mean, our programs, so many of our programs are filling up so quick, which again is a, a great thing. Um, but, you know, again, if you're a foster family, you're already in this negative world of financial situation one, because you've mm-hmm. taken on a burden that you maybe are, or you maybe are or not prepared for, um, you know, that you do get some subsidy, but that's really for daily stuff. That's not for all the fun stuff that other kids just get to do. So we're, we're just trying to do what we can to try to help families give them some financial relief so they can get their kids into an activity. And, and the beauty of it is if, if a family comes in, nowhere in our public system does it ever say that they're a foster child. So when they show up to swim lessons, they're just another kid in the system. Nobody, okay. our staff, none of our staff know they're not designated in any way. Um, they're just integrated into the, into the group. And I think that's, I think that's the other piece too, is they get a sense of normalcy. They get to come and, you know, be a part of a group without being tagged as a foster child. Right. No, I think that's, I heard somebody say the other day that, you know, as parents with your younger children, that one of your jobs, you know, as a parent is to get that child to engage to where other people want to be around that child or that child's, you know, having conversations with other people. I've seen, I've even, I'm just not without, you know, kind of, I've just seen some people that sometimes they have their kid, you know, they've got these great, they're great parents and they're wonderful at what they do, but their kid, if you can, if you pull them more than eight feet away, 
Yeah. They they close up, they lock down, you know, they're not, they act out. And yeah. I think, and I kind of agreed with the guy. I, I do, I think I would say I agree with him that, you know, part of this parents, we need to, you know, give the kids the structure. And some of that would be learning some of these skills and being able to go mm-hmm. like, hey, this is a camp. You need to go here. You're going to, it's going to be a whole bunch of people you don't know, but you're going to, that's how you learn how to make friends. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My kids, uh, so I have a son who's uh, headed to Duke for law school and a daughter who's uh, going into her senior year at LSU. And, you know, they both grew up going to day camp. They both both grew up going to resident camp. So we used to send them away for two weeks to go to camp. And they both to this day talk about how much that did for them and the ability to interact with others, socialization, and to walk into a strange place and immediately know how to connect and make friends. And mm-hmm. I think that's a skill set that if you're, if your child is always with the same pocket of kids and they move from, you know, that same pocket just continues to move. They don't necessarily pick up that skill set of what if they're dropped off in an environment that's not the same, you know, you, you hear about all the time, kids that head off to college and are homesick and want to come home. You know, yeah. a lot of that is they've never had that experience growing up. And so we, we think it's a powerful tool within the why. Um, for kids to really experience what it's like to be somewhere where you've got to learn to make friends. That's, I'd even say, you know, not, I think it's important for the kids, but I, you know, somebody, I don't know, somebody told me, I read it and they said, mm-hmm. next time you get on an elevator, yeah. see what happens, see how fast you grab your phone and you're just yeah. looking at your phone. You're not, you're not even interacting when years ago, you know, you'd, make eye contact with somebody. You'd say, how are you? Where are you headed? You know, what are you doing? You know, we lose that. And I think what's scary, and I'm hopefully making a point here, if we were taught that as kids and we grew up, you know, I can remember, you know, mentally I'm going back as a kid to where I can be like at the end of the street and some new kid rides up on his bike and we're like, who are you? And we just, we just folded them into the group. You know, they just became part of us, but we learned that, you know, as a kid, if we, if some of these kids, if we take a foster child, you know, we ripped them out of the fab, good, bad, or different, the situation they were in, they've been taken out of it. Yep. They're put in with another group, you know, another family that's, you know, trying to, you know, take care of them, love them, help yep. them. And the family doesn't necessarily have the means, but it's like, hey, you're, that kid doesn't want to go do anything. And they try, maybe we don't need to do other things. But it's like, no, you need to push, you know, get right. them out, bring them to camp. You know, we're yeah, going to help you yeah. financially. We're going to help them more. They're going to learn those skills. If we don't teach the skill, now we got just a whole bunch of, you know, 15 years from now, we got nothing but adults and elevators turned looking down at their right, phone all day. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you think about a child that goes into that environment that's in, let's say, a new neighborhood or a new community. Well, if they go outside, most, most people in the community know that they weren't there yesterday. So they're there today. Mm-hmm. So there's already something, you know, odd or something, they have, a barrier they have to overcome um, in that community. So by coming to camp or to swim lessons or coming to participate on a sports team, everybody there is coming into a new community and a, in a new environment. So you're not the outsider now. You're, you're sitting on a pool deck with six other kids who are all sitting there for the first time with each other. Or you're walking into a camp with 50 or 100 other kids that are all there for the, you know, the first time. And I think that just that just relieves some anxiety. It takes some pressure off of that child um, and allows them just to go and have fun and do arts and crafts and learn whatever. And, and maybe, you know, even get some uh, 
relief from all the other stress that goes on. And, um, uh, you know, the other side of this is really personal for me is that um, in, in my family, my sister has fostered two children and um, ended up adopting them eventually. But <clears throat> as I think about that, um, I know that they still deal with stuff today from just, you know, that was 20 years ago of just things that they dealt with as a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, all the way up to the ages of five and six before they could get into a foster family. Um, I, you know, I think back, like, you know, what if they could have gone to a summer camp during some of that time or had some normalcy in their life, even if it was for six, seven hours a day? Um, but I think all of that just uh, alleviates a lot of that uh, mental stress that I think sometimes as, as parents and adults, we just naturally assume that kids don't really have, but they do. They deal with that kind of stuff every day. Well, and I think, I don't know if I'm connecting or stretching, you know, but it would seem, you know, that child's been pulled out of their normal environment and we've put them into this foster home. And, and I'm not meaning to say, you know, that we've stuck that label, like you said, on that they're a foster you know, yeah. kid, but they know the situation. Like, it's got to be a little bit, you know, it's got to be hard for everybody involved. But oh, yeah. And then when they're sitting in that house, you know, or wherever they are, you know, they're the child. If you can get them onto a field, yep. they're just like one of the other kids, you know, right. even if it is, you know, for a day at camp, you know, it's, yep. there's, like you said, there's no special badge that they get. There's no, nothing there. There's just another one of the kids and they've forgotten, hopefully, that even the place that they've gone to, the foster home is better. Yeah. But it's still not home. You know, yeah. I think that's something that for people oh, to yeah. remember. I've known personally been involved with, you know, kids that have been in just horrible situations. Yep. That's theirs. You know, like they yeah. own it. Like, you know, they know that's my house. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, even though that's bad for you, we've got to take you out of it. They still want yeah. to go back. But yeah. if you can put them into a camp with a whole bunch of kids and get them to forget about, you know, their original place, the foster home, that's and right. they're making some new friends. Yep. Now we're applying normal back right. at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think too, it's, um, uh, and again, you know, we, we look at things and we think that, you know, well, what impact would my child have on that child? And there's a whole level of, um, uh, of success patterns you can see when you take children that are coming from a balanced home and children that are coming from maybe a struggling home, that the balanced home kids actually elevate the other kids because they give them something to kind of uh, you know, strive towards or to kind of see what could be. And, you know, again, socially and emotionally, that helps these, these children. So I think anytime you can, you know, we talk about things like, um, you know, uh, mixed income or, uh, you know, kind of rich and poor integrating together. Um, I think we discount too often the, imp the positive impact that has on people, um, especially children at a young age that they, they get to be around other children who maybe have a more, you know, kind of quote unquote normal life. Um, they can see that, you know, they're just like me. Um, they are interested in the same things I'm interested in. Uh, we can be friends. And it, it just relieves a lot of that kind of social emotional pressure that a lot of kids go through, whether it's at public school, private school, summer camp, you know, whatever it might be, that that interaction is so important for all levels of, children, of children's development. Absolutely. And I think it lets them be a kid for a little bit too, right? Yep. Every time, 100%. you know, they've got, you know, in that system, you've got, you know, the caseworkers and the new family and, you know, DCFS, everybody's wanting to talk to them. 
you yeah. know, and everybody's yeah. checking, you know, like, That's right. you know, we had some, I'm, personally, I had, you know, my brother passed a few years back unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got to the point where I was so fed up with people asking me, you know, well, how yeah. are you? How are you? Doing? You know, what can yeah. I do for you? It's like, you can stop asking that question. Let's just right. act like nothing happened for right now. Right. You know, yeah. and that's, nobody's asking that, you know, when oh. they're in one of these programs or yeah, like, swim like lesson or something. You know, you're going to go hang out with your buddies. You just want to go hang out with your buddies. You kind of want to forget everything else that's going on in your life. And when people right. keep bringing it up, it just, you don't get a chance to just escape. And, and again, I think our, our whole point of kind of going into this was to allow that opportunity um, and then even again, from the parent perspective, they get to know that their foster child is in an activity, is out being around other kids, is, is having a good time. And when you think about it, if you're a grandmother who is now taking care of your grandchildren, I mean, that's such a whole different world from when you raised your kids to what you're dealing with now, to just have an opportunity to say, you know what, gosh, they can go to camp and have a regular day. This is going to be good. And then from the grandparents' perspective, you know, they get a break. They get a chance to rest. I mean, I think about when I was 30, taking care of two-year-olds and one-year-olds, we were exhausted. If somebody mm-hmm. came to me today and said, Christian, that, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm 53 now, but if I was 60 or 65 and said, hey, we need you to take care of your grandkids, I, that's a whole nother level of exhaustion than what I did when I was 30. So it just, again, it just supporting the families all together. Yeah. Well, tell me, I think that's amazing not to discount it, but I think we could go all day, you know, kind of talking about it. And I think it's an awesome program and, you know, I'd love to hear how it kind of turns out and hopefully everybody takes advantage of it, but I didn't want to get too far, you know, along before I forgot, you know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to find out, you know, in another vein, but, you know, from the wise perspective, everybody's heard of, you know, the wives. Yeah. I think, yeah, you've heard the song, you've driven past it, you know, everything it's, but there's a difference in, you know, a YMCA membership versus like another just typical membership someplace else. Right. 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 There's a little bit more. I'd like, you know, I wanted you to, I wanted to kind of, you know, lob the softball up for you. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think again, it's, you know, it's one of those things and, and we say it all the time and I think, uh, even in this, I think in every interview I do, I always try to make sure that I remind people that we are not the gym down the street. We are a 501c3 community service organization who's here to support the community. And do we do health and wellness? Yes. Um, but we also do youth programs. We do sports. We do swimming. Um, we do programs for minorities. We address food insecurity. Um, we do swim lessons for special needs kids. Um, we do tutoring and education. We just do so many different things. And when you're a member of the Y, like even if you're, if you're literally just a member to come in here and you want to run on a treadmill and go home, your membership fees help support all of that work. So you get to come in and participate in a group exercise class, but at the same time, knowing that you are also helping to support food insecurity or the foster care initiative or... Uh, you know, teaching a child how to swim and different things like that, that to us, that's what makes it makes it different. You're not paying a fee to, you know, um, for somebody's profit making, you're paying a fee to have that money reinvested back into the community. 
Um, and, I, and I think that is what I think separates us apart and allows us to fulfill our mission um, and just really allows us to kind of move our strategic plan forward and have some of these impactful moments that we're able to have with uh, families and adults and seniors and everybody else in our communities. Um, and we're also one of the few places that you'll find a lawyer and somebody maybe who's really down on their luck uh, running on a treadmill next to each other. Yeah. You know? So again, you talk about that social and emotional, well, they both get to kind of elevate each other a little bit. Yeah. No, that's, you know, and I was thinking about it while you're saying it. So it's like my membership, if I don't feel, if I don't go, I didn't waste the money. I was donating, you know, exactly <laughs> for everybody, yeah. you know, yeah, if you don't go. You're still supporting, you're still supporting what's going on and what the organization is trying to do and um, the good, you know, the good work that we're trying to do and, and those types of things. So, yeah, and it's, it's, again, it's just kind of that different model, right? Like it's not about, um, how much money can I make to go do with it's, it's what can we do as an organization that's going to be impactful to the community? Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's, you know, the months when I join, when I'm in my membership, if I go, it's a gym membership. If I don't go, I don't feel bad and beat myself up. It was a donation right. to the Y. I right. could look exactly. at it, you know, kind of exactly. whatever makes you sleep at night. Right. And we, well, and we experienced that with COVID. I mean, our, our membership was so great. And we really think that kind of goes back to our community, but when, when we had to shut everything down for COVID and we were closed for two solid months, about 86% of our membership stayed. They didn't wow. cancel their memberships. They kept them active because they knew we were doing childcare for essential workers. They knew we were doing food distribution. Um, they knew that, you know, police officers were bringing their children to the Y so they could go to work and they could bring their kids somewhere safe during, you know, this whole kind of crazy time. So they knew they were supporting all that. And now they're turning around and they're watching us, you know, this, you know, a few weeks ago, we distributed 9,000 pounds of food in uh, North Baton Rouge. So they get to look at that and go, you know, I'm helping with that. I'm helping to support that. And so we get a lot of that feedback and a lot of people that talk about, you know, that's kind of what the why meant to them is, you know, although it's where they come just for their group X class or, you know, their group power class or whatever it's going to be, they also know that they're teaching a child how to swim or they're doing other things that are impacting the community as well. Wow. I guess that's, I'm glad I asked questions. That's a lot of, you know, people probably don't realize that, you know, they just, yeah. they think, you know, what's the place where you can go swim and do a class and, you know, get on an elliptical, but there's yep. a lot more going on. Sounds like outside the the property line of the proper YMCA, you know, yeah. than what people oh, yeah. realize. Yeah, and I think, and, and that's really what we've been trying to do here in, in Baton Rouge over the last several years is really trying to change that voice in the community to, to get people to realize that, you know, this YMCA has been here for 117 years. I'm sorry, not 117, sorry, 104 years. Um, and I think people know we're here, but they forget that we're here uh, because <laughs> we've always been here, you know. And right. it's just one of those things of just realizing that, um, uh, just reminding everybody, one, the good work that we do, um, but also the impact that we have on our communities and, and the communities that we serve. And, you know, most of the people that are listening to this or watching this would probably be reminded that they probably learned to swim at the Y as a child or went to camp at the Y as a child or their parents did. Um, you know, so many of our donors are people who they learned to swim at the AC Lewis Y in, you know, the 60s or the 50s. 
Um, and so for them, that's their childhood, you know, and so they mm-hmm. want to continue to see that go. And I think today it's, it's people are starting to kind of, they're, they're realizing that and, and remembering, you know, those great stories they had growing up as kids as well. Wow. Well, that is a definitely a differentiator between that and the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, it is, it is. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I always tell everybody they've got more important people to people to talk to and things to do than to sit around and talk to me all day. <laughs> so yeah. I appreciate you making a little time yeah. for us to kind of fill us in on this. I think this is, um, I think this is important work that you guys are doing. I'd like to, you know, kind of hear about it and not to forget, but let everybody know you still got all the summer camps, you know, oh, that yeah. people want to, you know, you're still looking, you know, you got some room over there, right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, our camps are definitely, our camps are filling up quick. I mean, this has been an explosive year for that. Um, we've got basketball, summer basketball, summer baseball kicking off right now as well. Swim lessons, of course, are, are running all year and, and all summer long and um, everything's uh, taken off and uh, we're, you know, I think slowly trying to get back to normal, whatever that new normal is going to look like. But uh, so far, getting coming out of COVID and into 21, um, we've been very fortunate to have a, mo- a majority of people kind of come back through our doors. Uh, a lot of great funding support, which has been really nice, which again allows us to do things like the some of the special needs programming and foster care programming and, and different things like that. But uh, uh, we're excited about the future. So it's all it's all been going well. Well, I can tell you it's been a roller coaster. I know from the first couple times that we met and talked was yep. last year and we were having yeah. conversations of like, is there going to be a summer camp? You know, yeah. like, how are we going to do a summer camp to right. now we're like, we're at summer camp and we're, you know, busting at the seams. You That's know? right. So That's right. It, um, I remember I did kind of this, you know, wave of like, there's no way this is actually happening to, right. there's, okay, there's no way this is going to last long. Right. to, oh my God, is this really happening? To, yeah. okay, when is this going to end? And then now yeah. I feel like we're kind of coming out of it. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope so, right? Knock on wood. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all the work that you guys did. I've Thank always you. said, you know, there's never a playbook for anybody, you know, no. to be able to do this. And you guys, I think, did a wonderful job and yeah. stepped up where we needed it. So Yeah, thank you very Hopefully. much. We appreciate your support too. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, look, we'd love to have you come back. Tell us more what's going on. And uh, I appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right, bye-bye.